We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. God knows the future. There's going to be no surprises for God. You're never going to hear God say something like, wow, that caught me by surprise. Just not going to happen. Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands is beginning the home stretch today in his study through the book of Daniel, a prophet whose life took many twists and turns, none of which were a surprise to God. If you've missed any of the messages in this series, which Pastor Leighton entitled Two Kingdoms, You'll find them all on the website for the church at highlands.us. Just click on the Messages link on the homepage. And while on the website, you can also click through to Highlands Christian Schools. Since 1966, Highlands Christian Schools has been providing an award-winning Christian education option for parents. Again, click through from the website highlands.us. Lord, thank you for our school, which is one of our ministries of our church. And Lord, as we now turn our attention to your word, we ask you to transform the way we think and speak and act by the power of your word and your spirit at work within us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Daniel chapter 4. Daniel chapter 4. If you're a visitor with us, we're glad that you're here today. We're wrapping up our sermon series entitled Two Kingdoms. With so much left unsaid due to our time constraints, but as we as humans live in two realms, the physical and the spiritual realm, and yet we can become so distracted with the things of the physical realm that we forget that there is a spiritual realm unless we are very diligent in our prayer. And within that spiritual realm are two kingdoms, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness. Those kingdoms are in conflict And we are affected by that conflict. And Daniel was a man who understood this, and that's why we chose to study the book of Daniel. He was an exceptional man. He rose to some of the highest positions and some of the greatest empires of the ancient world. And one of the stories that is associated with the birth of Christ Jesus is the story of the Magi who traveled from the east, from Medo-Persia, in order to see the one who was born king of the Jews. They did that centuries after the life and teaching of Daniel because of the influence that Daniel had upon them. In fact, Daniel's influence continues even today, thousands of years after his life and ministry. He gives us a model to emulate in our life of faith. And his book entitled by his name, Daniel, gives us enlightenment into the study of God's Word and specifically the book of Revelation. We asked the question, what made Daniel so special And it wasn't his environment because he spent most of his life in Babylon. And out of all of the cities of the ancient world, it was Babylon that was chosen to represent godlessness. Not Sodom, not Gomorrah, not Nineveh, not any other, but but Babylon. Now, the city was founded in Genesis chapter 10 by Nimrod. It lies today in ruins about 60 miles, 62 miles south of present-day Baghdad. It's also referenced in the book of Revelation. So it, it represents a society that condones and promotes sin. And the society that we live in today is a lot like the society that Daniel lived in so many centuries ago. The world still wants God's people to conform to its standards and follow its practices rather than the standards and practices of Almighty God. 
We live in a world where the moral fabric continues to decay, that things that used to be hidden are now publicly celebrated, that Christianity, which was once treated with honor and respect, has been marginalized and now sometimes even greeted with outright hostility. But Daniel provides us the rebukes, correction, and training in righteousness that we need to not only survive, but to thrive in a godless environment. He found a way to glorify God in Babylon. How did he do it? Well, that's the question we've been asking and answering as we work through the book of Daniel chapter by chapter. Chapters 1 through 6 are the historical section of the book of Daniel. They contain events like the fiery furnace and the lion's den. And then beginning in chapters 7 through 12, the latter half of the book, it's mainly concerned with the visions and prophecies that were given to Daniel over the span of his life. Now, we've covered the book of Daniel through chapter 6, week by week, chapter by chapter. Today, we're going to highlight some of the things from chapters 7 through 12. But before we do, I want us to take a brief moment to review a portion of Daniel found in chapter 4. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar's had a vision of an immense tree, and then in verse 13 it reads, I, I saw in the visions of my head as I lay in bed, and behold, a watcher, a holy one, came down from heaven. He proclaimed aloud and said, Thus chop down the tree and lop off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts flee from under it and the birds from its branches, but leave the stump of the roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze, and bid the tender grass of the field. Let him be wet with the dew of heaven. Let his portion be with the beasts and the grass of the field. Let his mind be changed from a man's, and let a beast's mind be given to him. And let seven periods of time pass over him. The sentence is by the decree of the watchers. Of the watchers. The decision by the word of the holy ones. To the end, that the living may know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will and sets over it the lowliest or basest of men. So we observe in verse 13, these watchers, as they are described, come down from heaven, uh, that is, from the spiritual realm, and in verse 17, that they make decrees, in this case, for the purpose that the living may know that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. Now, because Daniel was a man of prayer, he understood this, these watchers from heaven, the spiritual realm. Now, due to time constraints, I'm not going to be able to read chapters 7 through 12 in their entirety, but I do want to briefly summarize them and choose selected passages for our attention today. And after an earlier service, a person came up to me and they asked uh, why we were trying to cover six chapters in one Sunday after doing a chapter by chapter. And part of the reason is because of time, but also I want us to focus on the uh, primary reason for our study, and that is on spiritual warfare. There's a lot of interesting topics in Daniel. We could spend weeks and weeks and weeks talking about the 77s. But our, our primary focus is spiritual warfare. And really, it's sort of an introduction. So if you'd like to know more about it, we have studies available on the Right Now Media Ministries. If you've not subscribed, uh, I encourage you to do so. The church is paying for the subscription so that the uh, members of our congregation and our school can have access to quality biblical training. So let's now move to chapter 7. Chapter 7 begins the section describing dreams and visions that Daniel experienced. Chapter 7 describes four beasts, the fourth of which is destroyed by fire. After a trial in a court before the Ancient of Days, the Son of Man then comes before the Ancient of Days, verse 14, and to him was given a dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed." 
Now, these words are reminiscent of the confessions of Nebuchadnezzar and Darius. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. These, the greatest kings of the greatest kingdoms of the earth, recognized there was another king and another kingdom that was even greater, the one that was going to last forever. Now, Daniel here doesn't understand the dream, so he approaches one standing there for explanation. Verse 15, I, Daniel, was troubled in spirit. And the visions that passed through my mind disturbed me. I approached one of those standing there and asked him the true meaning of all this. And so he told me and gave the interpretation of these things. The four great beasts are four kingdoms that will rise from the earth, but the saints of the Most High will receive the kingdom and will possess it forever. Yes, forever and ever. Now this description is really very brief and simply states that the saints of the Most High will experience struggle in this world, but in the end they will win and will possess the kingdom of ever. And Daniel's not satisfied with such a short explanation. He wants to know more. Verse 19, that I wanted to know the true meaning of the fourth beast, which was different from all the others and most terrifying was it with its iron teeth and bronze claws, the beast that crushed and devoured its victims and trampled underfoot what was left. I also wanted to know about the ten horns on its head and about the other horn that came up, before which three of them fell. The horn that looked more imposing than the others, that had eyes and a mouth that spoke boastfully. And as I watched, this horn was waging war against the saints and defeating them until the Ancient of Days came and pronounced judgment in favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time came when they possessed the kingdom. He gave me this explanation. The fourth beast is a fourth kingdom that will appear on earth. It will be different from all of the other kingdoms and will devour the whole earth, trampling it down and crushing it. The ten horns are ten kings who will come from this kingdom. And after them, another king will arise, different from the earlier ones. He will subdue three kings. He will speak against the Most High and oppress his saints and try to change the set times and the laws. The saints will be handed over to him for a time, times, and half a time. But the court, that is the court in heaven, will sit and his power will be taken away and completely destroyed forever. Then the sovereignty, power, and greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be handed over to the saints the people of the Most High. I ask you, don't you want to be on the winning side? Now the attention shifts to King Jesus. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all rulers will worship and obey Him. I'm really glad that Daniel wanted to know more information, that he was prompted by the Holy Spirit to write it down for our benefit. Now you notice that the last king is different than the earlier ones. And the passage here is speaking of the Antichrist and the beast that's mentioned in the book of Revelation. Now, as we move forward to chapter 8, we find a vision that at the time was prophetic when it was given, but it has since been fulfilled. Um, In verse 15, we find, while I, Daniel, was watching the vision and trying to understand it, there before me stood one who looked like a man. And I heard a man's voice from the Uli calling, Gabriel, tell this man the meaning of the vision. As he came near the place where I was standing, I was terrified and fell prostrate. Son of man, he said to me, understand that the vision concerns the time of the end. So Daniel could see a vision of the time of the end because that script has already been written. God knows the future. There's going to be no surprises for God. You're never going to hear God say something like, wow, that caught me by surprise. It's just not going to happen. Now, it's interesting that the name of this messenger was Gabriel. It was the name of the messenger that 500 years later announced to Mary, the son, the, the Savior that was to be born, and also to Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist as well. And then the events of chapter 9 occur in the first year of the reign of Darius. Daniel has seen a new world empire come into position. He's wondering about the future, and especially about his own people. And so he studies the Word of God, comes across the prophet Jeremiah, 
who prophesied that the people of Israel had been in captivity for 70 years. Now, the date of this chapter is around 537 B.C. Daniel is probably between the ages of 80 and 90 years of age. He was captured back in 606 B.C. when he was a teenager. That means that the 70-year period is coming to a close, and it's, it's time that the people return to their land. Now, we should notice that the Word of God reveals the will of God. And a study of God's Word, followed by prayer, is the formula that Daniel employed for determining God's will. The Word reveals the will of God. A study of God's Word, followed by prayer, is the formula Daniel used for determining God's will. And we'll pick it up right there when we come back with the next edition of Study Verse by Verse, featuring our teacher, Pastor Leighton Sheely, the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is a daily visit, and if you're new to the ministry, you can find out more about us on our website at highlands.us. Ministry and worship continue at Church of the Highlands, albeit in different modes and manners. Find out more on that website, again, highlands.us. And if you have a prayer request or other need which we might help with, don't hesitate to call us at 650-873-4095. That's 650-873-4095. I'm Mike Trout. Inviting you back on Monday at this same time when we'll gather again to study verse by verse.